Maybe today's the day I break 80 Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading No OB and no bogeys I gotta keep it on the 80, it's the gold Would you hit it on one? Straight up the gut, baby Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy So punch out the rough and tune to break 80 Break 80 This is episode 20 of the Break 80 podcast, and we're finally coming down off the high. That was the 3M Open this week for us, which we'll get to all that. But I'm joined by co-host Tim and Mike, and speaking of the number 20 fellas, um, that was how many under Scott Piercy got at one point. Um, his swing thought through 63 holes must have stopped working. Your thoughts? <laughs> I went back and watched it on TV because we were following our boy Callum there, which, by the way, you might see a hand, if you're on YouTube, you see this... Uh, hanger I got in the wall. I was going to get an English flag and hang it up there for a guy, but I didn't. Um, man, what a debacle, like just a shit show on 14. He hit the, uh, if you uh, didn't pay attention, you're just looking at the scoreboard and you're like, how did he get there? He hit T shot into the bunker fried egg, then chunked the fried egg kind of trying to get it out. still in the bunker, then had a normal bunker shot, really a fairy bunker shot from about 150 yards into the water. Then took a drop, which he, with a wedge, almost spun off the green into the water again. And then he damn near chipped in for six and took a seven. Just one of us. Yeah. One of us. Minus minus the Q clock. You know, if I I did that same thing, I would tell myself, Jeff, that was a good seven. (laughs) That seven was a conspiracy. So, exactly. Well, I will say this. (laughs) Speaking of swing thoughts, uh, Mike and I played North Fork this morning. And, uh, you know, after the round, I wasn't quite happy with how I played. So, of course, when I dropped my daughter off at, at soccer, I had to go to the range a little bit. Oh, my God. Um, and I got a, I needed a swing thought going into La Sonia on Wednesday, right? So, I'm going with the TNT theory now. It's the, uh, the tempo and toe. I'm literally right now telling myself to hit off the toe. I don't know why. Oh, my God. But that's how it, it was just a stripe show. So we're going to go with the TNT tempo and toe and see how that takes us into last Timmy, Timmy, whenever uh, Emma Carpenter, if you're listening, Timmy, whenever we're just licking our chops now, he's out, he's messing with things. He's fiddling and, it, it, and we're ready to go. We're just ready to rock and roll. Oh, not worried. Not worried in the least bit. I played progressively uh, better as the day went on. Decent at Spring Hill after, after a rough start at North Fork. Yeah, he had the 36. Mike had 36 holes today. He played North Fork with me. Um, I got up early on him. He was a little frustrated on the front nine, but uh, did a smooth two under on the backside uh, to beat me. Um, we both broke, uh, both broke 80, but it wasn't uh, our best efforts. What little, did you see that Spring Hill? A little dicey. I shot 74 from the back tee. Wow. Hit oh, pretty good. I was going to play I, uh, a into the gin. I, well, Trey, we played Trey again. Some of you guys looked at Instagram when we did the little TPC thing, and Trey's really good and what, hits it a mile, so he always wants to play way back there. But uh, hold out from 110 for an eagle on nine to get to 35, and then back that up with a solid double on – yeah, solid double on 10 to, <laughs> to go right back over par and then just kind of <laughs> up and just down. Up and down all that hard there. work. It was oh, actually – How many gifts do I have to send you to get – get invited to these so yeah, just sending I, uh, a meme after worry, meme just let me in 
I was, uh, I was, I was working, I was working Nick over for the invites, the invites yeah. next time. But uh, I actually, um, Trey nip, Trey nipped me by a shot. So he got, he's, he's ahead two to one me. now. Two to I, one uh, series with Trey. I scraped it around, hit it not good, but made some birdies, made a lot of putts, putted well, made a couple birdies here and there, scrambled, sand saves and shit, scored a lot better than I probably deserved actually. I hit it all over the place, but it was fun. It's a great, great track. It's, you know, it's so it's tight. It's, it's tight from 7,500 yards, whatever it is, 7,300 yards and just narrow. Oh man. Doesn't seem like a course that would fit my eye very well. The Foz. Mm. Here, what was you? I'll put my pinky up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get to the actual 3M tournament and how all that played out, but I thought we would talk about our week uh, outside of the actual golf being played first. Uh, you know, we followed up, you know, obviously the win from big tone, but we're going to get, and we'll get to, we'll also get to our picks for, for next week's rocket mortgage. We're also going to throw in uh, T- Tim's uh, live event as a pick too. So we'll see, we're going to combine those. We'll get to that later. Um, but let's start with our week. That was, and it started on Wednesday for us. Um, I'm going to set the table kind of for everybody. And then you guys can kind of chime in, but for those following us on social media, you saw that we had the opportunity to podcast uh, live at TPC Twin Cities on Wednesday. So I believe there were, you know, there's a lot going on. The Pro-Am started at 7 a.m., I think, or 7.30 a.m. So there's a lot of people out there. Um, I think we got set up around 9 o'clock. We are in this little, uh, I don't even know, what do you call it? What do you guys call that? Love track. Yeah, love track? it's, it's kind of like one of those... <laughs> I think they're probably like marketing it as almost like a. It was sustainable, like a, a sustainable building. Yeah, was, like uh, a little, you know, there's like she sheds and stuff like that. Just something you could put in your yard, put a little office in there or something. I don't know. It was, it was, it was like a yeah, sauna. It was like an it was like ice a, house, ice house without the hole. Hole. Yeah, basically. it was I mean, like it was a sauna, tight like a sauna, but not a sauna. Yeah, so well, you a, know, it, it was a part um, like a container. If you saw the outside, it was a, a broken down shipping yeah. container. Yes. So it was quite, you know, quite tidy in there. We, you know, we ended up just kind of keeping things simple because, uh, you know, we think we just ended up doing one microphone and all the, instead of all the cords going everywhere, but we set up um, there. We had a great time. We were actually intending to interview Emma Carpenter uh, later, you know, towards the back end of our, our podcasting. Um, and we had to kind of postpone that because we had something pop up. Um, shout out to our boy, Mike, Mike Welch. Uh, we, Ended up getting the uh, the the go ahead to to caddy for the four playboys. Um, you know the the cast of uh, Barstool's. Uh, I think it's the number one podcast in the golf space. Is it not? I think so. Their YouTube videos have like Pretty a close. million have like a million views. Could be number two after us here soon. <laughs> <laughs> Look out! Objects, objects in mirror. Objects in the mirror, boys. <laughs> Um, so we got a chance and I mean, obviously it was a great experience. We'll talk about everything, you know, how that went down. But, um, basically once we found out we were doing that, we had a a shutdown shop a little early. So we'll hopefully get a chance to to interview Emma Carpenter. She had, you know, talk about having a week. Boy, did she have a week. So, um, we're hoping, hopefully going to, uh, interview her at another time. But anyways, since, uh, I sort of, we're going to play her in a match. Remember? I mean that, yeah, well, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll believe it when I do it kind of a thing in when it actually happens, but it would be fun. I don't want to they're listen already, to Mike's trash talk too much longer. They're already ducking us, Tim. Uh, I, know. They're already ducking us. I, I would <laughs> <Formidable> <laughs> team. Podcast are available. 
Yeah, so we talked to Emma. It's going to be it's going to be me and Emma versus these two guys. But again, it's got to get scheduled. It's got to get on the calendar. So until that happens, we're going to we're going to temper our expectations on that. But I did. I feel like I initiated the idea of the catting for the four play guys. So I think I we kind of did like uh, Jeff kind of gets first pick. Did we not? Yep. Okay, so I I chose Riggs. What are you guys thoughts of my my, if you had first pick of, of catting for one of the three, who would you have taken? I wouldn't have changed for the world. I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know if, uh, are caddies liable for house damage when a house is hit? (laughs) We'll get to that. Uh, Frankie, clearly the best player of the three that I had. Not even, not even close. Best swing. Best Best swing. swing. The scores too weren't even, I don't, he was the best by far, but. So uh, I think it actually worked out for who we end up going with. Right. I mean, everybody kind of seemed to, to, you know, to gel quite well for their guy. So, so I got, I got rigs, Mike, you took. Frankie and Timmy, you, you got, well, I got the best one. all. I got Trent. You got Iowa, Trent. Iowa connection. Oh God. Way back. Who would have thought it an hour and a half away, a year apart in high school. I mean, we were doing the same thing, the same BS and for uh, cornfields, farm fields. Nice. Boxing matches and uh, bonfires. All right. So, I mean, we, so we basically picked and then, you know, Mike was like, you know, you guys head over to this, I think it was the 19th hole. Was it not? Yeah. Was the name of it? We were there early. We were able to get nice and lubed up for the, for the loop. Yeah. We're ready for the walk. <laughs> you know, we didn't realize our tea time was one forty-five, So we headed over at a, what? 11, 15, 11, 30. Yeah. We headed over to the 19th hole and basically kind of set the scene for you all. We walk into the 19th hole. First of all, I met Riggs right away. And I think you guys kind of probably met your guys um right off the bat too but we got into this 19th hole and it's just like a place that you just felt like you did not belong we've got you know jake owen walking around there and and uh you know adam Thielen saying hi to us as you're getting some food and kyle rudolph is standing back there and roger Steele's right next to me asking about what he's supposed to be doing and we're getting these bibs on and getting our stuff for the for the pro-am and we realize we've got about two two hours and 15 minutes to kill and we have free food and free booze. So yeah. thankfully we have free. We posted up. To go. Bummer. <laughs> Real bummer. We posted. I will say the salmon was pretty good. I don't know if you guys had the salmon. But oh, the salmon the was good the chicken, chicken salad all the way. Chicken salad. Yeah. And also, price seven beers. Yeah, no doubt. The also thing, the thing that's also crazy is the merch they got for playing in the pro-am. Yeah, what did they get to what did they get, if, Mike? If you played in the pro-am, I, I saw some of it. It was like a dozen pro bees. A pair of Footjoy Premiers, that's $200 pair of shoes, um, like a leather case and a bunch of other stuff too. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure they had $500 of the merch there. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I don't know who, who donates that stuff, but it looked pretty nice. So anyways, we uh, we definitely took advantage of our, our free free stay there and um, got to meet some people and and uh, get ready. Uh, the Four Play Boys, while we were doing that, did do some podcasting right outside the uh, – 19th 10 so it'd be kind of on the 18th hole outside so while they're doing that we were just kind of i would say people watching is that a good word to describe yeah asking adam feeling about the detroit country club and <laughs> other random things yeah i don't know i thought i i don't know it was a good time we, we basically uh felt like we were we didn't belong but we belong if that if that makes sense so my question then is this, what was your first impression of your 
foreplay guy that you were catting for? Go ahead, Tim. Well, I introduced myself to Trent, was very sociable, which was wonderful. You always wonder how guys are going to be once they're away from their podcast, away from the camera. Are they going to be the charismatic person that they portrayed themselves to be? And he absolutely was. He was fantastic. Was a little surprised. We got to the range and I think we hit seven iron. It was a real tin cup moment at the range. Um, <laughs> no driver, no wedges, no nothing. He, I think he just hit 10, seven irons, picked it up and said that was good. And I was like, all right, well, we got a lot to work with on that first tee. So, uh, the, Ballsy. yeah, the chipping area and the putting green were absolutely packed. So we didn't even bother rolling or chipping any, uh, grabbed a couple balls, stole a towel from God knows where met Harry Higgs, complimented him on the lack of buttoning up his shirt. Got to support it. Love it. And, uh, we were off to the first where everyone definitely brought a little bit of jitters with them. So yeah, for sure. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, you know, I had rigs and I feel like. Um, and you probably can get this vibe from him, but he's very, he lacks focus. I feel like he's just everywhere. You know, he just looks at his phone, goes, talks to a guy, comes back to his phone, hits one shot, talks to a guy like he's just all over the place. And, um, it kind of, kind of, I guess that's kind of how his golf game is too. Um, (laughs) just can't, you just can't lock. I can kind of relate to him a little bit. He's just, yeah, he's just everywhere. Um, you know, at the play, range, Jeff. he was hitting this kind of power fade, I guess, on the range. I, I don't I don't think he hit too many, but he, you know, off his driver, he was hitting this kind of fade. And I thought we'd kind of go with that. It looked like it was, you know, gonna be first of all, it was very windy. Let's let's set the stage here. It was it a was. windy, windy day. It was not an easy condition um TPC course. Windy greens were kind of already starting to dry out a little bit. So the, the conditions that we played in were not were not easy. But yes, he um he was all over the place. Uh, it was kind of cool to see the pros hitting shots while these guys were. There was a, a section where a bunch of pros, Kevin Chappell was hitting balls. Hideki was hitting balls. Um, and it's kind of fun to see them, you know, hit shots and talk about they're doing all the range techniques and things like that. So well, I was kind of sneaking peek of, of them while, while Riggs was hitting a little bit. But um, Mike, how about you? First impression of, of Frankie? Well... I had the added uh, pleasure of not only was Frankie there, his fiance was there. So, you know, they had, you have the group dynamic going on. We're talking about the new house and blah, blah, blah. And I think the first, the first problem I had was I didn't intend to caddy. So I showed up in my Birkenstocks. (laughs) So I was going to caddy in my Birkenstocks and then shout out to Jake, one of the workers at the 3M. He goes, Hey, I have a, uh, size 12 and a half shoe, pair of shoes. If you want to wear them, they're broken in. And I were a 13. I said, yeah, let me try them. So I, I went with them, you know, in the parking lot, they were okay, but man, by the end of the round, my feet were <laughs> killing me. They're a little small, but, but, um, so we got over that hurdle and then Frankie, um, uh, went to the, those guys went to the range ahead of us. We we're finishing our drinks, but I think I immediately at the driving range, had a lot of street cred with the caddies with, with all the caddies because these two rookies on the podcast, no towel, nothing. I come rolling Hold in on. with the wet, with the wet town towel over my shoulder, just like a professional, like a veteran caddy move. <laughs> you went around trying to find a towel for a good 25 minutes. I, I was picking not. up balls, making pyramids. And then I stole one on the way <laughs> making, to the first team. We were, pyramids. we were wet and ready. <laughs> we were wet and ready by the first team. No, I, uh, 
I got a ride out there from one of the workers and I said, Hey, can I get a towel? And he just says, yeah, let's go dig in this like wet towel thing. I don't know. It's a dirty towel. We soaked her down and we were good to go. Um, Frankie was really nervous. I think they all probably were, but you could tell like Frankie is pretty visually nervous, but um, Frankie hits it pretty good. Like you watch him on the, you know, he hits, he's got a good golf swing, like very good, you know, pretty good form um hits it well so getting off the tee and stuff on the range he was fine i think you know what the world knows about him when it comes to all their youtube videos and stuff is the chipping game not not the greatest so he went over to the uh, chipping green and he he likes to go high everything's 60 they go high because he doesn't want the bump and run so we're okay i was like all right we can get that going we can get you around with that and we'll putt some off the fringe and everything but uh yeah he was he was really nervous the funny thing on the putting green is i talked to harry higgs he was a pretty sociable guy. I, we were talking about Spring Hill. It's one of his favorite courses. He said he tried to get over there like on Monday, but when they were closed, they wouldn't let him have a cart. So he said, screw it. Um, <laughs> which I, I can attest after today, tough walk. And I talked to, the funny thing is I talked to Matthias Schwab. Yeah, who, so you shout out on the pod. Shout out. We've, I mean, we've picked him before as like a sleeper in certain things. And yeah. he's, he's a good player. And uh, I was talking to him, you know, and he's, he, he speaks English, but he's, he's European, so not the best boom. So we're like, oh, yeah, how's it going? Blah, blah, talking. And I said, oh, we're from the Break 80 podcast. And he goes, well, hopefully everybody here breaks 80. It was all the pros putting. I was like, no, that's the name. <laughs> yeah, you will. You'll shoot like 68 out here, I told him. Uh, we're just hoping to break 80. Everybody else, you know, that's kind of our our, our deal. But uh, wow. good dude. It's, it's kind of funny. I like, I like walking around the putting green and the chipping green. And, you know, it's really one of those – the great thing about golf, I think, is if you went to you go to an NBA game, it's just giants. Everybody's huge, same kind of body type. You know, you go to even like baseball games, you get a few chubby guys in baseball, but they're all pretty stocky, you know, strong dudes. You got every size human being on that on in the PGA tour driving range and putting. You got guys that are little and skinny, and you got little and chubby guys, and you got six foot six guys, you got you got everything and anybody out there. Um all grinding with putting contraptions and uh, yes. everybody's just trying to get a little bit better and make, and make money. Uh, you're saying you go to these other sports and you blend in and you're like, Oh my God, I'm a giant here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Carl Anthony Towns. How you doing today, buddy? Um, no, but I think it, it's kind of a cool, like, you know, you, when you, if you go and you watch it as a fan, you can get down there kind of, but when you're kind of mingling around in the putting green and stuff, just kind of watching how people go about things and interacting, it's kind of cool. But yeah, we got them to the tee and they were all nervous, but they all striped them. Yeah, they, they did. All striped t-shirts. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I would, I would, I can attest. I think they all, and they admittedly are, you know, were nervous, but there were, I mean, how many people you think were on the first tee watching them? I mean, there was a decent amount, 30, 40, 40, yeah. 50 40? at least. Yeah. People 50? stopped on the putting green. And I think it's their, I think it's their first like real, real pro-am kind of thing where it's not. Like yeah. They said they did a three hole challenge thing in Louisiana, but, yeah. but this so, was their first like real pro-am and they were very nervous. Yeah. Cause all their other videos, you know, like Max Homa and stuff, there are some people out there, but this one, they were, they were like legit nervous. I think you could tell. And I think that's a little different too, because they know it's a scramble. So it's like, you know, hit a bad shot, whatever. Like they were going to literally play their own ball today, you know, where they, where they're trying to keep a score and, and uh, you know, could be a little bit more nerve wracking, but uh, yes, they all striped them. Um, you know, I thought Riggs was going to shoot. I, I, I asked him after hole one, he, he, he went par and I said, we're on pace for 71 Riggs. He goes, <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> He goes, we're on pace for 71. He goes, yep, golf that matters, you know. So 
Oh, great. And then on great, and then hold two, and then on hold two, he hit someone's deck. I know. Yeah. I've never seen <laughs> right of the water, story. right of the water. I so, can't imagine you know, he's what got, got into his head there, Jeff. Yeah. He's got this stealth, you know, and he's just the weapon. He's just showing it off and, I've never, so if you guys have ever played the TPC hole two, there's that water and a lot, and a lot of people go into it, but a lot of people actually go right of it because he did, he went over the water into a yard. Dog right. Hold on. Impressively, imp- impressively right. So a little shaky. Um, I would say Riggs, I think he was with us for 13 holes before he had to actually, you know, 12 holes, 11 and a half holes before he had to go to a celebrity uh, three hole thing that he did. I would say he was ball in pocket on four of them. Uh, yeah, he, where he, he had a not, couple. Uh, yeah, yeah, he had a couple was, pickups. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He plays a lot of golf. I don't. I think. I, don't get I think I could tell a swing on one because I went and looked at it. It was a little bit shorter. It was a little bit. I think just kind of need to get this in play, and then he substantially got quicker and longer as the round went. And I don't know if he was you know, trying to overswing or what, but his swing definitely, his hands were kind of, you know, ripping it back right away, turning over. So I think he just kind of got sped up, which, you know, a lot of us could have done, you know, yeah, playing in front of people and lots of wind. So Frankie could be a consistent break 80 guy for sure. If he, if he cleaned up some stuff, like he hits yes. it plenty, he hit it plenty good. He made a lot of pars. Um, he had a couple of big numbers, just in doubles and triples and a little stretch there, but Hit a lot of birdie putts. We just didn't make any. Of course, I, I waited till hole 17 to tell him that, you know, I'm notorious poor green reader. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to keep his, um, I wanted to keep his, uh, his uh, spirits up for most of the round. But yeah, I mean, he's good. He's a solid player. I, I, was, I was impressed. I, we'll get to Trent. We'll have Tim talking with Trent. But I was impressed with Frankie because he seemed like he had the same trajectory, the same kind of shot. It just, there wasn't, he didn't pull one one time, push one the next time. He kind of played this small little, like, I don't know, five-yard cut. Yeah. And, and, it, and maybe, it. maybe, you know, maybe it didn't cut every once in a while, but it wasn't like, you know, like, wow, where did that one go? Like, he was pretty solid. If the track man was correct on nine, it was downwind, but it, I, put a, I put a little segment of how he played that hole on Instagram. 301, according to the track man data, off the tee. Yeah, yeah. he can hit the ball. Yeah. I mean, he took the he took the strong line on the par five. Uh, what is that? Is that five, six, yeah. six, right at the cart path? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he, was, he cleared that bunker into the wind. It was a phenomenal tee shot. He was draw. a solid wedge player. He hit a lot of good wedge shots. He just mm-hmm. had a few blow up holes and needed to tighten up some stuff, putting and some wet. You know, a few few wedge shots here and there, closer ones, not like full swings. Yeah. And Timmy. At one Trent, point, I looked Trent over. And Daddy. I, thought, I thought you Trent and Trent Daddy, Daddy might uh, might be in each other's wedding someday. From what I was watching, <laughs> you guys had a bond like, like the Iowa regions. Yeah. yeah, the vibes were good out there. A lot of lot of common connections from childhood. Uh, but really, his his game outside of probably four holes where he had either a triple or a quadruple were really good. I think we made uh four pars on the day and then the birdie on 13 that was that was the that was the most memorable moment for me the two net one and i'm standing on the green right in the spot like you hit it here it's going to be real close and wouldn't you know it's that sand shot puts it right there callum's cheering in the background and it goes right in the hole 
two net I, uh, one real real scumbag move as I the other a, podcasts uh, would say i did a post on twitter or i replied to something on twitter because they were doing on that hole if a pro made a birdie during the tournament you got half price beer for like 10 minutes i said i witnessed Trent Barstool make a two net one. We should get beer for life. We should get like a lifetime supply. The argument, yeah, was... the argument should be is that they're professional golfers, so we should get our beer. Yeah. They're um, getting paid to do it. But fantastic game, really consistent with the drive, maybe a couple misses in the back. Uh, it hurt us a little bit, but really it was putting him into places that we could miss well and putting us into places with a lot of green to work with on – maybe our third shot coming in strong and then really making great putts. Um, I Callum approached me after one of the putts where he corrected Trent and the correction ended up being a miss. And he goes, oh, my ears was the line or whatever a British <laughs> accent sounds like. I think that was probably Australian, but uh, he, he played really well minus just a few holes. And if you guys wouldn't have just left us multiple times, just walking up the fairway without yeah. us. I well, think yeah, we would have done even better. Hole, we, everybody yeah. finished. You guys were 125 <laughs> I, I yards will behind say, us. And I will say, like, you know, out of all three of, of us in our caddying, like, like Trent took, you know, your caddying very seriously. Like, you know, you could tell that it kind of comforted him a little bit, you know, or somebody just kind of telling him where to go and how to hit it instead of him just throwing out random guesses. So um, job well done there. I will say before we get too much into the back nine, I wanted to point out something from the front nine. Um, the pro that we played with or that the four play guys played with was Sam Ryder. And, uh, if you guys remember him, he's the guy that made the hole in one and 16 at the waste management this year that actually went banana, absolutely went bananas, um, beer cans everywhere. Um, just, a, a scene, a wild scene. And actually that was, uh, I talked, I'll talk, mention his caddy here a little bit too, but his caddy said that was one of the best moments of his, uh, caddying light. And he's been caddying for a long time. And we'll, um, so I talked to him, I'll, I'll get to that, but I wanted to point this out. Uh, um, one thing Sam Ryder was doing, I, I kind of noticed this every time he did, he would tuck his right shirt, his right, um, his shirt on the right side under his right arm every time before he hit. And I kind of asked him, I wish I would have got this on video but I asked him why he does that. And he said, uh, most of it's because of connection, you know, it feels more connected, but he said, if you ever looked at Rory at impact position, you know, his arm, his right arm coming through the ball is super tight to his body. And it just kind of helps me, you know, not get that chicken wing, um, when I'm coming through the ball. And so totally legal move, you know, you obviously can't put like a, um, uh, the towel towel or a head cover under your arm. So he just kind of tucks, he kind of like Zalatoris does putting. He just tucks that in there and, and tries to keep that thing, you know, connected. And, and I don't know about you guys. I thought he hit the ball phenomenally in that wind. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I did ahead, try Tim. that drill. I, I tried that drill and I went so far left. I voted for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> he, well, the whole, the whole point of it, of it, when he was talking was that when you are connected like that, all of the power and the force goes down the shaft of the golf club. You know, when you get your arm out, you kind of, you know, you, you get the chicken wing or whatever you lose, you lose um, some of that, you know, power in your golf swing when it, when it would normally be going down the golf club. I think that that was what he said, something like that. But he also, he, he also said that he started doing it because it, all the pros out there are cream their pants watching Rory swing. Yes. A golf yes. Ball. I thought that was kind of funny. 
And then, yeah. and then he's, ta- he's talking about the power going down the club when you're staying tight and together. I, well, I Jeff, thought he was a great, I think he's a pro's pro. He just yeah. loved to talk golf swing. He was a big golf nerd. Fun to listen to, listen to him. He talked about uh, staying down too. And, and just the, the angle on your back and, and coming through with that same angle. Um, and I bet that's probably why I'm coming up and left. If you stand up with that, that left arm hooked in there at all, it's, it's going to get pulled. So for those of you that hold, don't hold a good spine angle through Jeff, I know your back's hurting today. Yeah. That's <laughs> lots of swings. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find something. He, uh... might be, might be my thing too, just stand up a little too early, but it, it teaches you really quick what your spine angle is with he that drill. He did not fare well in the tournament. Which was surprising. Plus three, I think, was his. But Matt, he annihilated Matt, that front. He was good into the wind too. He had a good piercing ball. But back to Trent for a second. You know that the four play guys do a YouTube series, I think like an eight part series on him breaking ninety, trying to break ninety. He'll break ninety eventually. He got off the tee well. Mm-hmm. You know it doesn't go that far, but it's fine. And he actually putted pretty well. You know, like he didn't. Yeah. His, his pace and his speed. So he's got a couple of the ingredients. He just had big numbers when he had to hit like a long iron that didn't go very well usually in some of those things, but he, just, he'll, we, he'll at some point break 90. I think I, I didn't see the reason why he couldn't. Yeah. I tried to, I tried to talk to him a little bit about shaft angle and steepening the swing in some of the thick rough out there and trying to go a more lofted club to get it up and out. And, and some of the times, you know, you don't want to argue with someone a ton, yeah. He won't face that rough again, but for the listeners that follow him as well, I actually ran into a couple guys today when I played that follow the break 90 pretty religiously. Trent shot a 97 and 24 mile hour wind at TPC Twin Cities from 6,600 yards. I mean, With he's got tour, what it takes. Tour rough. The rough was tour rough. Yeah. Healthy out there. Five, uh, four and a half, five, six inches. It was thick. Yeah. Tour yeah. speeds on the greens too. I mean, yeah, they were, they were rolling. They're already a little burnt. I think though, if you, I haven't watched a lot of the break 90 thing, but I think, you know, I think it's just him and like Frankie kind of playing around. I think he would do much better if there was a guy that kind of was, was with there. him with every shot. Cause like I said, he looks like he's a guy that really needs confidence on what he's doing or like, Hey, instead of trying this shot, just do this. I mean, if you're going to break 90, you, you, you can have some, I know what is, who's his coach uh, till uh, it's Kevin Kisner's coach. What's his name? Well, it's gonna it's gonna be me, dear dear Trent. It I should be. Yeah, I was gonna say it should be it should be Tim. So I, whoever yeah. the coaches, if if you let Tim go to the next episode. By the way, Frankie said there's an eight. They signed contract for eight episodes. Wonderful. So you, I have you, I have 13 days of PTO left. Yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> if Tim gets on, I think he's got a chance. So, um, I I just wanted to quick mention the the caddy conversation that I had. It was Sam Ryder's caddy, who's only been with Sam for, for this, this season, but he has been a caddy for many years. He has six PGA tour wins, um, that he's caddied for. I think two were Michael Bradley and then four, um, was Justin Leonard. And, um, he, you know, I try to get, I had him think about his, his favorite caddy moments. Obviously the, the, um, the shot that Sam Ryder hit at the, at the waste management was up there, but he said, Obviously the winds are great. He had a really good time at the president's cup. I think it was in South Africa somewhere where the Ernie and tiger came down in the dark, uh, battled against each other. He said that was a really cool moment, really cool experience. 
Um, you know, I would love to sit down. These caddies have, you know, miles and miles of just shots and things that they've witnessed over the years. They are great resources when it comes to um, golf, you know, like a good perspective too. Oh, and by the way, I don't know if you guys saw him. Did you guys see Fluff? Fluff was out there, yeah. Fluff no, was on KJ Choi's bag, and I could not believe the size of him. I The bag had to have weighed more than him. Yeah, Timmy. Why did so you tell me this now? He I was looking for cigarettes story. all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get a puff smoke and check the oh wind. Oh my god! Especially in the what a dream cigarette. I don't know how. I mean, we caddied for six hours, or and you guys caddied for a little bit longer than me. But I don't know how he does it for an entire week. Man. I mean, I don't know how old he is, but he is not. I mean, his body does not look like it can hold up for a, a four a four round with well, I guess five six rounds if you count proams and whatnot. It's a grind. Um, so anyways, um, anything else? I mean, actually, yeah, we got to talk about our pro on the back nine, our podcast. Yes, okay. play. Yeah. So I was gonna say anything, the front nine's wrapped up now the back nine, the vibes started getting real hot. So the front nine, there wasn't a lot of things happening. I think one guy, actually, you know what? We forgot to mention there was another player, uh, am playing with us, Brock Nelson. Um, I think that was his last name. Correct. I'm not, yep. a, I'm not a lead hockey yep. mind, but world Minnesota. Okay. Lefty Islander. I think you talked about he's been there for like nine years or something like that. So he's played at the Islanders, but uh, he's one of us. Lefty also can hit the ball pretty well if he connects. Um, got squirrely off the box, but anyways, we get to hole ten. We meet our new pro, which we all were like, "Who is this guy again?" You know, like, and talk about personality. Talk about a guy that kind of gets it. You know, proams. I'm sure you could get you know a pro that doesn't want to be there. Um, but, but, but Callum Taron was a guy that right away just walked over all of us, met us, shook our hands. It's up mate, you know, like just super welcoming. And you could tell he was not grinding over his, his game. He was just very comfortable with what he was doing, made sure to talk to all of us. It all felt like all of us kind of knew him by the end of it. Um, and you guys kind of, I didn't get to see it, but you guys saw one of your, one of the best shots you've ever seen from him. Oh my God. I think first, of all, first of all, we'll get into him probably with the tournament a little bit here. Cause I, we, we do have a podcast. I, I like to call it the, uh, HFH hype for hire. So PGA yeah. true guys, if you, if the hype is real, we'll talk about how Callum did it in the tournament, but, uh, he's from around Newcastle, England, doesn't like Newcastle Brown ale, a favorite of Tim and I. So, so, uh, that was shocking, shocking to me, but did like mushy peas. That's a big thing. If you go, if you're ever in England, um, yeah, so on a hole 11 and by the way, he's not the biggest guy, but he pumps it. He can hit the golf ball. His strokes gained off the tee for the week was like eighth overall in the tournament. He hits it deep too. He's in the bunker on hole 11. It's a fairway bunker. I think he had like one, I don't know what it was like 155, 160. He's right at the edge of the bunker, you know, where you don't have a full swing or break your wrist. And he's in the pro-am. He could have just picked it up or chipped it out. He's got a tournament to try to make a living. I mean, he's he's literally grinding for his tour card. And he takes like a, I don't even know, a wedge of some sort. 50, he's 52. 52 and swings as hard as he can, falls like backwards. The ball goes straight up in the air to like five feet. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Oh, Frankie and I were like, did you just fucking see that shot? We were like, what is going on? It was crazy. It was completely wild. 
Well, he comes out and he goes, oh, I could have broken a wrist. Yeah. I want to show up for the guys I'm playing with. I like to socialize. I like to play golf. Yeah, because they're playing for something in the Pro-Am. I mean, they're playing for to win. The Am guys. Trip to the Bahamas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I found that out. Yeah. Before we get too far into the back, I do want to bring up Trent did close out his front with, I believe, two pars for net birdies. And then we, we came into the back pretty, pretty hot after a pretty good streak. So, yeah, for like, I don't, I didn't feel like they were setting the world on fire, but you know, I think one guy on almost every hole just kind of had a good hole for them to kind of keep them patched together. And then the yeah. back nine, when, when, you know, Trent's getting net ones and, uh, we'll get to how, how it ap- ended at 18 too. how the fireworks kind of got them to where they were. But, but uh, again, it, it seemed like most of them had a ball in hand or something like that for a while, but one of the guys would par and um, you only get five scores though. Somebody should be getting a decent score. You'd think. So that surprised me that that was, you know, they weren't lower. The scores weren't lower than they actually were. Well, net, net scores. So, uh, oh. The break, the break 80 podcast is getting almost no strokes if we go out, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I think the other thing is, I know that, that when we talk about how they finish here, but um, it was really windy, like really windy. So I'm sure the yeah. scores were a lot were a lot higher than they normally would. It was a legit, like, it was blowing, had to be blowing 20 plus. I mean, it was a windy day. Um. Well, at one point I stopped catting because Riggs had to go to a... <laughs> the old celebrity three-hole challenge with Adam Thielen, Larry Fitzgerald, Roger Steele, you know, um, you know, Jake Owen, all those guys. So he left and I got to kind of walk and not carry a bag and just kind of watch and talk and, and just kind of soak it all in. Um, and as we kind of got down to the, to the nitty gritty of things, the, you know, they lost a guy. So now we, they've only got, you know, I think I, I want to say that, you know, once Riggs left, I mean, I don't think Riggs was, you know, giving him much scores anyway. I want to say that Brock Nelson started to turn it on on that backside for them. Because yep. I know, I know that, uh, um, you know, Trent obviously had had that big hole, you know, net one, which was huge for the squad. But I think Brock shot like a thirty nine on that backside. It sounded like. Yeah, he had some pars. Yeah. Um, with a couple missed opportunities for birdie too. Real put it real tight and couldn't make the putt. So. I don't know anything in between before we start talk real quick about how it ended at 18. Uh, yeah. 17. I, I thought it was kind of funny because uh, Brock and Frankie had a side game, side game. Yeah, going. that's right. And Frankie's. So the backstory there is Frankie Borelli's dad, I think owns a Italian restaurant on Long Island and it's the Islanders like restaurant bar where all the Islander fans go. So they, they know each other from different golf things and whatever, different outings. And Frankie had a good fight. He was one down, I think, and hit it in the water on 17. And then Brock just blasted it over the, over the bleachers and over the stands, like way up there, like, like so far over, it wasn't even close and got the free drop, which is anybody (laughs) is right next to the green. (laughs) And Frankie had a legit gripe. He's like, that's real bullshit. I had it in the water and I have to like re tee from back here. He gets it a hundred yards over the stands. It gets to drop it right next to the green. <laughs> and makes and we, ended up, we ended up finding his ball as we're walking up like 18. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Well, welcome back. We're talking about the 18th, but before we do that, I want to talk about uh, Bergham KDB professional services for the Midwest and a sponsor of the break 80 
podcast, 18th hole. Well, yeah. We all sat. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, that was our, our tent access. Yeah, that was solid. Day. Tent access was Shout good. out to them. Shout out to them for sure. You, you don't need to be wealthy to invest with Bergam KDB. You can be on a teacher salary. Oh, yeah. really? Can you? Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I think once we get to our new our new venture with the PGA Tour, the hype team, the hype team, we might, <laughs> oh, I might be done teaching. We're, we're going to be well on our way. Yep. I mean, if Smiley Coffin was smart, he'd start hiring us now. Yeah. Get back. He'd be. <laughs> Within two weeks, he'd probably be back in the winter circle. Well, they'd we, reopen, we came up. They'd reopen the September Masters for him. Mm-hmm. Um, if I recall right, the tee shots in eighteen were not pretty. Frankie went in the water off the tee. I can't remember what Trent did. He went left. Trent was, and Trent was left rough. Okay. Callum pumped him, but remember, remember they're on the tee box, and Callum, the pro, is like, guys, guys, three net two, and you win. You're, yes, you win the whole yes. thing, and I'm and I'm standing thinking. There's no way any of these guys are making three on this hole. It's not happening. <laughs> Actually, what's funny is uh, Riggs all of a sudden gets carted back to to um, you know, to to join. They're like, Riggs, you should go tee off quick. You know, we we need another ball on this to to see if we can get an eagle. Riggs immediately does a. I think he kind of did a tour sauce way left sign from back there. He's up in the. I think he lost another ball. The Matt Wolf line. The Matt Wolf line. Um, so he was already out of it. So I I can't. I think Brock snap hooked one lat right. He was water. Frankie hit two he, in the water. Not as many as Hideki did, but almost. So the the entire group is just melting down except for the pro, our boy, um, Callum, and he pumps one. And he's, I think he. I want to say he had two sixty to the flag. Yeah. He told me, and he does not carry a three wood because his three wood is very similar to his driver. He said he hits it too far, and there's not enough kind of dispersion so he does not like to hit three wood um he nukes them too hard too too far so he actually hits four wood so he took so, takes a four wood and, and and absolutely stripes one at the flag to about i don't know 15 feet to the left of it and that's kind of where i kind of asked him at that moment i said how, you know you've been hitting the ball really well when we've been watching like how do you I think I said the word how do you fancy your chances this week <laughs> trying to throw a little english <laughs> um vibe in there and he actually right away said i like him like basically you could tell he liked where his game was at he said he led the uh the u.s open at brookline for 33 holes he said he took um six at the john deere and missed two little putts on the back side that he was uh, disappointed in one of the best Um, tournaments Yes, Timmy's yeah, tournament. Yeah, great. So he he was dead confident. Like there was no like oh, I'm okay. I'm hitting it okay. Like he he you could see right right how he acted that that he was gonna have himself a week and and he just absolutely stripes one. Everybody else is in the water. He ends up making eagle on 18 for the boys to take second on their own, or was it a T2? I think they got I don't know. I think they got second on their own because there was a big bunch of teams at 12 under or something. Um, they were celebrating. Well, not all of them because Tim and Trent were still 125 <laughs> yards behind. Trent <laughs> well, that, okay. Here's, here's, we stepped on the tee box. We were at 90 and there's no way we're making a 10 on the hole. We're going to, I'm going to lead him down the entire left side of the fairway if I have to. So yeah. he wanted to pick up at some point in time. And I was just making sure he didn't do that because we ended up closing out with a seven. So a respectable 97 overall. But it was a bit of a trek. Everyone, everyone abandoned us. So just like you today, Mike, when I tried to play Spring Hill. I'm working on access for you. Working on, <laughs> working on access for you. 
10, 10, uh, 18 green was a vibe once Callum made that. It was. It was. Well, the, it must have been fun. Yeah, there was people. <laughs> there's a couple people in the stands cheering. I think he took his ball out of the hole and threw it up to him, and the guys were celebrating. I thought Callum said that he thought they might have won it, but then realized that they they took second. So it was it was a quite a scene there at the uh, 18th hole. Everything that you you want to be. Um, and then I guess at that point we just proceeded to you know. After that, you walk, kind of walk where the players walk out there. And and uh, I, I guess these boys got an unexpected little uh, added big thanks to, to their wallets that I was not expecting. Our, I'm little, sure they were little, not expecting little, either. A little tip for our, uh, for our troubles. Yes. I, it was a six-and-a-half-hour round, so let's, let's throw that out there. It wasn't like it was an easy, quick walk. It, it took a while. Yeah. I, so, I, mean, I, I said I don't want it, but they still gave it to me. Um, we were out there six and a half hours. It it yeah. was a long time. Yeah, we were out we were out there that day from eight thirty in the morning till eight thirty at night, I think, roughly. Yes, uh, so, and and that kind of wrapped up our our uh, experience with the four Playboys. Um, they went to do a podcast with Callum right after that. I think kind of since they kind of finished with a with a strong uh, eagle there, so they went to do a podcast. We actually shout out to um, how do you say this Invictus? Yeah. The I say it? Invictus Brewery. Yeah. Reverend Blaine Brewery got good. I had a burger. I don't know what you guys had, yeah, but the, the tipsy, food was good. The tipsy Steer was the food place. It was good. Tipsy Steer. Okay. So if you're in Blaine ever and want to stop at a good brewery with some food, that's 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 how we ended our night. And um, kind of just real quick going through, we came back Friday. Um, I think it was just Mike and I at that point, and we decided to you know, with our access, we, I think we had 19th hole access, but didn't really use much of it. We, we wanted to follow, you know, once we met Callum and just loved the vibes that he had, I, we felt kind of like it was our duty to support him and just, you know, get him going. Cause here's the funny thing. Uh, Thursday, he shot a really good round. It was even par into the wind, the windy. A lot of, a lot of the guys on the late afternoon did not play well. Tony Finau was kind of a um, outlier of sorts. He, he was, I think three or four under and everybody else. If you shot even par in the afternoon, that was a good score. So he played well, you know, but he's, you know, still wasn't, uh, I think at that point, I think even par was probably top 30, maybe something like that. Top 25. If that. Yeah, it was a good round, but, though, in the wind. It was weird. Good round. Great round in the wind, yep. But then Friday, um, I got there a little early. I show up to hole seven where I see him at first. He's got about 10-footer for birdie, sinks it, walks out, sees me, big smile, big high five, his uh, caddy Bosch, big high five. And, and after that, he just absolutely went bananas. I think he lipped off for birdie on eight, birdied nine, birdied ten, um birdied 11 i can't remember if he birdied 12 or not i think he birdied 12 i mean he just went on a heater he actually shot the lowest round of the day with all the uh 60 pros that day and one shot off the course record one off the course record so now, i was gonna ask because it, it was played as a par 71 is that still the course record with yeah i think uh, in 2019 yeah, I, three guys shot 62 there must have been a day it was really soft and no wind okay um I think the course record is just the course record. It's not about doesn't matter. Okay, yeah. it's that tournament. It's the tournament. They probably have a course record in the clubhouse from whatever tees. This is the tournament tees, you know, way back the PGA record. Um, you know, the thing is, 
Yeah, we followed him because he's our guy from the from Lupin on Wednesday. But we also were following. He was the best player on the golf course on Friday, without a doubt. He shot 63. Listen to his stats from Friday's round. Driving distance, 321.4. Fairways hit or driving accuracy, 78.57. Greens in regulation, 100%. He hit every single green. Strokes gained putting. 3.38 strokes gained on the field. He was the best player that day by far. It wasn't even close. He was on fire. The back nine, he shot like 30, what did he shoot, 31, 30? Yeah, 31. I think he shot shot 31 on us with uh, Sunday. He shot 30. We'll get to that in a second here. Yeah. Oh, we must talk about about now because he finished T7. But um, yeah, then on, I think, what did he shoot, even par on Saturday? Even par on Saturday. All the rain delays and everything. Yeah, did and not then, play well Saturday with that weather. I mean, that was a tough day for him, long day, but that's for everybody, I guess. And Sunday, he started out slow. He was three over on the front nine, I think, wasn't he? He was. Sunday, yeah. he was three over, yep. And then the boys showed up. <laughs> on, hole 10, on hole 10, we came out there, and I saw him, and he's walking by. I said, I said, the vibes are here. The vibes are here. Let's go. <laughs> and he fucking hit driver on 10, which is like every, Nobody's single, pro, driver. every single pro hits iron. They all do it. And he hits driver onto like the front right fringe. Like there's, I think it was at the front right fringe. Green, no, green yeah, side bunker. Bunker. Oh, no, green side bunker. bunker. Yeah, got, oh, we got the yeah. left green side bunker. You're just standing over. Yeah, you're right. Left green side bunker makes birdie. Nobody birdied 11. He, he hit a 32 footer on 11 for birdie. Yeah, it makes birdie yep. 11. 12, par, I think he parred. Par, 13, he, trees. 13 yep. he birdied. Yeah, yep. par three. Yep. And then he, what he do we birdied. see is on 14. He birdied 14. And then we see, he said, he said, keep watching. What do you see? Yes, yes. Keep he watching. walked he by us and goes, keep following <laughs> me right now. <laughs> yeah. And then he he had a birdie putt on 15 that was doable. He missed. And dipped out on 16, right? God, he's got a problem with that that 15 green. It was the same thing. I'm like, it breaks more than you think. Breaks more yeah. than you think. And then he made, then he parred 17 and made, no, did he birdie 17? Parred 17, made birdie and 18. Birdie 18. But I mean, he was on that back nine. He was on a massive heater because he shot 31 with a couple lip outs or lip out or yes. something. Two, like no, two, two missed putts within six feet. Yeah, I mean, you know, oh. I think, yeah, that was fun. And I was telling Jeff this morning we were playing, I had way more fun, you know, partly because we were invested with a guy that we knew kind of didn't know him and we know him from the pro-am, but then, it, then just randomly walking around, watching a shot here or there, it was way more fun just kind of following one player through their, through their nine holes or whatever than it was just randomly roaming. Yeah, posting um, up somewhere. But yeah, he was on a heater, man. Like I tell you what, those players out there are so good. He is, um, he got T seventh. He shot up to, I think he went up to 126 in the FedEx Cup rankings, but he'll be inside the 125 once they get the live guys off the list. They're still on there. Like Pat Perez. The guys who haven't officially resigned from the tour or whatever are he'll, still he'll on be there. up. He'll be up into so he'll be up the in the top one below hundred. Yeah, uh, which is good because he gets the bonus. You know, those guys all get a bonus at the end. Even if you even if you lose the first like FedEx event, you get like a fifty thousand dollar bonus. You get some extra cash. But um, yeah, like just think about how good he is. And he was at he's at one hundred and twenty six. Like yeah. he was fucking great ball striker. Seemed like he was seemed like everything he did was good. I don't I don't know. I, I will say like his inside ten feet putting was like it seemed like one time I saw him do conventional and one time I saw him do pencil. Oh well, he switched. He switched the putter. Once yeah, this is a great putter. Story. Like I think Wednesday, that's a little. 
Wednesday, he's putting with a lab putter and conventional grip. And then you show up on Friday to watch it. He's got his Odyssey putter and like a pencil grip and just lights out. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. It was but, fun uh, seeing him too. He birdies 18. He's walking back to the, you know, go to the tent. And as you could see, Bosch's caddy is just psyched. You know, yeah. like we got a top 10. That probably meant a lot in terms of solidifying the card for 2023. He was big smiles. So it's kind of, you know, and that's where that's where you get the PGA tour versus the live thing. You know, it's like somebody that just achieved something that they probably set out to do at the beginning of the year. They, they made a goal, they set it and, and hopefully they get it. And just the smile on their faces as they were walking up was definitely worth, uh, worth um, getting to know him and following him. So we're going to cool. work. We're going to work people on getting him on the podcast. He said he'd come on during the, he did uh, say he'd come on. So we can on. We're going to keep, we're going to keep grinding, grinding on until he gets up till he gets on the podcast with us. That'll have to be a, a for sure YouTube video though, because that's that's a handsome, well spoken man right there. That is, yeah, yes. yeah, handsome. English Just man. listening to him talk is fun. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot um, of new cab words following him. And he's got some crazy stories because he was on the Foreplay podcast about playing in China, and he's played all over the world. You know, kind of trying to get to this point. And I think he's playing in Detroit this week. I, at least he's on the list of you know I saw on the uh, field. He's at that point now where he's he's knocking on the door. I think. If the season ended today with the live, once they get rid of some of the live guys, he would be in that lock up a tour card for next year. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he keeps playing well. I, the thing is, like, he's good. Like, like I was telling him and his caddy, I think out there, it's like, or maybe I was telling his caddy, you were the leader of the U.S. Open after 33 holes or whatever. You can play. You can compete. You can win out here if you if you can if you're good enough to lead the U.S. Open through almost two rounds. You can fucking win, you know, tour events like you're legit. <laughs> Brian Harmon, Brian, yeah. you know, you're, you're you're legit. So he's good. <laughs> he's a good player, man. He, and he pumps it. He kills it. He hits it far. And, you know, that's kind of one of the prerequisites today for a lot of these courses is he hit it far and he kills it. I want to say he he had kind of reposted something about being one of the best strokes gained off the tee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, behind like I think Fino and a couple others. But so he had a good week. Um. Let's get to the actual tournament. I know that we talked, we've kind of went on a calendar, but, but honestly, like he, he's a guy to get behind. If, if you want to follow a great dude, I know he's not American, but he's every bit of what we talk about and more. He's just a great guy. So um, let's get to the actual tournament though. Big Tony Fina, where you be now, Big after, town. you know, wins it after an iconic, I mean, are we talking about this one should be in the Louvre? of of collapses from scott piercy this was a jeff I mean, this was a, a jeff level collapse this morning at north fork against me. yes yes <laughs> i was actually hoping i was going to beat mike you know just straight up like he was giving me four shots and I'm like i'm like this i think i got him straight up today <laughs> until uh what, piercy, until got... piercy collapsed like the new world order under the the trump regime. yes Yes, we got to uh, big Q, big Q, big on guy yes yes he's a interesting fellow to say the least uh, i will say this you know, Tony Fino wins this tournament and it could not have gone any better for 3M. You know, I don't, I can't think of a player in the field that would have done more for this tournament to win it than Tony Fino. Ricky, um, Fowler. Ricky Fowler, probably Ricky, the other one. Probably Ricky. Nope. nope. Postman. Think of the post-it notes. Think of the post-it notes sponsorships. Okay. I think you're right. Ricky, Ricky Fowler could be, but. Postman had a good uh, postman had a good tournament. He did. I, I he did. think 
it was huge, huge for 3M to get a winner like this. And actually, the 3M has gotten some legit, like, fun winners. I think the tournament doesn't always kick up the best fields, but when you think about it, you know, outside of maybe Michael Thompson, the winners have kind of had that flair that, you know, Cameron Champs, Matt Wolf. Um, I mean, just, you know, kind of the younger, flashier guys. And it's it's produced some some good uh, drama down the stretch. So Fino wins. Um, I don't know. I think it was uh, the best situation for the 3M. If anybody's wondering, I talked to Ricky Fowler's wife on Sunday. And uh, she, she <laughs> of course said, you did. I asked her, I, I, I did. I talked to her. I asked her how, how Ricky was doing. She was happy with his round. I don't, I don't, I didn't even have any idea what he shot because he was out of contention, but she was like, happy with his round. Mike right. was happy with his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Side note um, that's Fino's third PGA Tour win. Um, I want to throw this out there. I kind of mentioned this before. I would love to know if you played played golf and you only wrote down your score and it wasn't posted everywhere else where everybody can see it. You play four rounds, you know your score, but nobody else knows your score. I would bet that Tony Finau would have more than three wins at that point just because of how aggressive he plays. You know, he can make lots of birdies. He's very pretty much straight off the tee. He doesn't get too squirrely. I think he's I think he led the off the off the tee this week. The crazy thing is he could hit it a lot farther if he wanted to. You know, yes. you know, when, you know when Bryson was doing his whole uh you know, get longer stuff here. He's done. I think a couple of years ago, did anybody else see this? They, they did an interview of every tour pro of who was the longest on tour. And, and he was by far had the highest percentage of who would hit it the farthest if they all tried to, like they said, when Tony Finau plays with them and he wants to unleash one, it goes so far. It's crazy, I guess. Yeah, no, his full swing is insane. Yeah. Insane. It's like three forty carry. Mm-hmm. And if you look at him, like he's just so athletic, you know what I mean? He just, the turn he can get. I mean, just kind of when he's holding the club, it's just like his hands seem gigantic. He's just, did you I don't stand know, he just looks like an actual athlete when he's playing did golf. You, did you go up and stand next to him? Cause Mike, Mike's bigger than Tony. Yeah. He, but he, can, he, can Mike may, dunk like Tony? Tony Fino can dunk. He may golf his ball a little bit. Maybe. May, it's been a long time since I've tried, but it's possible still. Well, uh, put, put, the, put the, uh, the G4s back on and slip off the Birkenstocks. So. He's definitely sired more children than me. Holy shit, there are kids running around everywhere <laughs> by the bounce house and yes. everything. He doesn't um, just sink putts. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so here's the question with Big Tone. Overrated or underrated? What is he? He's kind of a weird enigma of a player. He's ranked right now. He went up one spot. He's 16th in the world. He has three career wins. He won 3M. He won the Northern Trust in the FedEx last August. Yeah. In a play in a playoff. You know we beat in a playoff? Cantley. Cam Smith. Cam Smith. In a playoff. Yep. Okay. Where after he lost a bunch of playoffs and then he won one a long time ago. So he's got three wins. He won he won the Puerto Rico, which was yeah. not a good field. Yeah, not even a real that's like the John Deere. Anyway. <laughs> Um, he's got three wins, but he's played 26 majors in his career and he has 10 top 10 finishes in those 26 majors. So he's there a lot. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is of all the, of all the players ranked in the top 20 in the world, if you throw Zalatoris out and Cameron young, um, because they, neither of them have won yet. Uh, he only has a win percentage of 1.1% he plays a lot of events he's like the lowest win percentage of anybody in the top 20 that has won an event 
I think that's it. I think uh, do some stats on his last round scoring, and they're not they're not necessarily great. They're not terrible. It's just he he doesn't do great in that last round. Great player can make his way up a leaderboard. Yeah, uh, but I, again, he, it's not like he was leading this one. He came from was he six strokes back? Five, I think. Yeah, this one this one was a little bit different. Like, well, and we'll talk about it here in a second, but. You know, he didn't post around and sit around. He he was there when everything was happening. You know, he knew oh, what no, Piercy he was, was he doing. Was so he, he was he was a part of it. You know, it wasn't like he just posted some sixty-two and then sat around for three hours and ended up winning. Um, he but, didn't put pressure. His pressure didn't apply a triple bogey to Piercy, though. I mean, yeah. I but, yeah, I here. So he it was in fast I don't, if, I don't know if you guys heard his his press conference like he literally said i didn't realize i was even up four shots and then i realized i was up four shots and he immediately threw one off the tent. he immediately yeah he immediately threw one off the tent he immediately put one in the water like like i'm saying like he just has this and, and you know he's a he's an aggressive player if he if he's chasing i wouldn't want tony Finau chasing me but i would want that's that's the old like it's like uh What's what's in hockey? The the most dangerous lead is like a two two shot lead or a two goal lead or something three, like that. Three goal lead. Three, three goal lead. Yeah. It's like when Tony Fino is winning, he's almost got a less percent chance of winning than he does if he's trailing. And so it's just like he's just got this mindset, which a lot of us do. You know, like trying to get in the clubhouse can be hard if you're winning or up. You know, I speak from experience losing to Tim at at uh, Giants. <laughs> checking Ridge. the scoreboard. Checking yeah. the scoreboard. Yeah. I was yeah. there the last yeah. like four holes <laughs> looking at yes. the app. Yeah. You get, you get tighter, you know, you don't, you, you try, you, you kind of overthink things, but you could tell like, you know, that shot on 17, like, what are you doing? Like he hit it so far, like off the tent. I mean, you know, 18, what are you, I mean, you just literally need to par and he puts it in the water. I mean, I think he was jacked on 17. Like he had the right idea. Like he was just hitting it to the middle. He's the, the veteran move veteran move Jean Vandeveld, if Jean Vandeveld was a better <laughs> move he would be an open champion you just hit it at the TIO the temporary yeah. movable object and then yeah. take yep. your drop and get out of there now the crazy thing with Fino is is this game is one of those games where you need a little luck to win you know it, you have to get a bounce that freaking shot Daniel went back in the water off yeah. that thing but it didn't it stayed up if that goes in the water now and then he hits it on 18 in the water. Now we're talking really tight. Um, but you know, that's all golf is. I think you need there are so many good players out there, you need a break. Like look at Will Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris is probably what three inches worth of putts away from being a two-time major winner, probably. I mean, he's got a bunch of second places already. Yeah. It's just a game where you need a break here. You need a putt to fall. You need a bounce to go your way. And Scott Piercy didn't necessarily. And Tony Finau got a lucky break there. And on 17, I mean, it really did. Holy crap. It, that thing stayed up somehow. And yeah, then, that's, uh, yeah, that's yellow. We talked about yellow stakes. He's had, yellow, to, he had, all to, go, he had to go all the way back and hit it over the that's water again. It wouldn't have been a drop right next to the green. It he's not been... guaranteed to parring it the second time. So then you're no. looking at possibly taking a six. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what it takes to win out there. I think there's a lot of, there's so many good players. It's just crazy to think about like, well, look at Callum Terran that we watched shoot 31, like two times in the back nine or something. And he's 126 right now. That's crazy to me. How many good, how good those guys are out there. It's just 
wild how many good golfers there are. Well, I think we got to throw a shout out to TPC Twin Cities. I think it held up this week. Um, you know, nobody got, well, Piercy got to 20. They, you know, this, they, they didn't light it on fire. The wind helped, but 303 balls went into the water this week. Saw that. I mean, that's a lot of hazard strokes going around. Yeah, windy, windy days with, with yes. weather. Like, there's like 13 or 14 holes with water on them. Yeah, so that, that, uh, that you know, I know that people say that's a, it's a birdie fest, and it can be, but you throw the wind out there and your, your ball gets a little spin on it, and they tuck some of those pins on some of those water holes, it can, uh, can definitely be a, a problem. There's some doubles out there. So Hideki found out there's even some quads out there. By the way, I have a conspiracy theory. I'm oh, pretty sure that Tim loves those. I'm oh. pretty sure that yes, here it is, Tim. I'm pretty sure that if you're a very highly ranked player and for whatever reason, I just feel like they don't want to be there. If you're not like four under through like the first seven holes, you you just want to get out of Minneapolis. Like Dustin Johnson has done it. He's not playing well. He just takes a nine on, on 18 and WDs. Brooks Kepka has now done it. Now Hideki has done it. They just absolutely, if they're not playing their first nine holes well, they just say, I'm out of here. Chicken you, shit move. Chicken shit do you, move. Do you leave, though? Do you leave Minneapolis? Or do you cleanse your soul in the tranquil waters of Minnetonka? <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the Barstool guys loved Lake Minnetonka. They were at they Cove. Did. They were at they Cove. Was there. They were talking about how nice it was. Big parlor uh, burger guys, too. Let's go back to Finau quickly. Where does Finau go from here? He's won twice. He's won twice in the calendar year now. He's won two times this year. Does he... Does he contend in the FedEx Cup playoffs? Does he next next major season? I mean, like I said, he's got a bunch of top tens. I, I feel like I feel like with him, it's almost uh, a bird box situation. If we could blindfold him from the leaderboards, yes, and just yeah. have him chase constantly, then he would be in contention for a, a lot of these tournaments. He's got the game, he's got the distance, he has the ball striking. Um, it's really just he gets ahead of the field and then he proceeds to drop right back to it. Do you yeah, remember? So I'm with Tim uh, on this. Yeah, I think so. There's something to that, I think. But like, I don't know. I, his game, he plays well all over the place. Like he's got high finishes in all most majors, links golf, what you know, the open, the masters. Well, that's the he, thing, right? He can play everywhere. It's just the last round is the problem. Yeah, but, th- but, does, but does he get over that though? Eventually, does he get over that with a three M win? Maybe. Well, no. Well, he's from he's from Salt Lake. He's not going to smoke cigarettes <laughs> and drink beers. Yeah, that's true. I, um, he and you look at big events like was he in the Whistling Straits Ryder Cup team? He made no. Nah, it was. Uh, but uh, in two thousand in two thousand eighteen when they got when they got when they got blitzed in France, he was he good. Was, yes, he made seven birdies against who was it? Yeah, he had he was like their best player in that Ryder yes. Cup. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of a weird. He's a real enigma. Uh, like I said, he's only won one point one percent. You know, you know who the current leader is? The current playing person with the highest percentage on tour of win of wins. Anybody want to guess? It's nine point eight percent. That is the highest currently. Holy crap! That's or low. nine nine point seven percent. Rory. Rory. He's number one. Yeah, Roar's baby is the most talented guy out there. Uh, like Xander's five point something. I think Morikawa, just because he doesn't play as many events, was up to like seven. Um, winning's hard. Yeah, winning's hard. Rory's the best there is under 10%. Now, Tiger, for his career, 22.8%. Damn near a quarter of the tournaments he played. He wasn't, wasn't Tiger in like 2006 or 2006, something like 
forty percent. Yeah, his career number ridiculous. is twenty two point eight percent. It was his win percentage for his career. That's awesome. That's More awesome. than double the best current player right now. You know, I am. Um, I'm listening to the audiobook Miracle at Marion, which is a, a story of Ben Hogan. Yeah, and who just died at what forty five years forty five years ago today or something like that. That's why I came up and suggested. Yeah. Uh, but wonderful book, and they talk about some of his winning percentages and how he went on an absolute tear, winning, I think, eight eight tournaments in a year. Um, obviously not eclipsing Sam Sneed's unattainable, uh, what do you have, 18 in a year, and then Tiger Woods had something like 11 in a year. But um, just what what these guys have in front of them to try to do anything in, in modern golf is just almost unattainable. Byron Nelson yeah. had like 11 in a row, didn't he? It was, it was, a, yeah, it was so, an insane year. Before we go, before we leave the 3M here, uh, just a couple things here. Uh, Gri- Emiliano Grio finished three shots behind Fino, also made a double bogey in that final round. He was kicking, he's got to be kicking himself. Yeah. Uh, one cool thing I thought was James Hahn was 13 under T4. Afterwards, uh, Jeff and I, when Tim, you were already drinking beers, Tim, in the, in the, uh, Bergen, uh, the, whatever it is, wow. tent that we gave a shout out to, Bergen uh, we were waiting around to see if Calum would come back out our boy, which by the way, again, I'm not, I'm not making this up. This is the break 80 hype for hire. You, you want, you know, any, any of you pros in the, any of you pros in Detroit this week, I got nothing going on. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll drive out. I'll play some golf somewhere and we'll just. We'll get you going. We'll get you fired up. We'll get good vibes going and you'll probably make some money. Um, anyway, James Hahn sat out there and, and gave a kid a lesson like for like half an hour, like forever talking mm-hmm. about, you could see he was going like he was all a spine angle and he was doing all this net. Like it was like 20 minutes. Wasn't it Jeff? It was forever. Yes. yes I agree. Which Jeff, awesome. Really cool. Were you over there, Jeff? Were you talking about? The I thought about sneaking yeah. in there and, and giving me some, some good vibes going to La Sonia. <laughs> We're going to have the PXG swing last yeah. bunch of by James Hahn <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> yep. Breaking Jeff is what yeah. we're going to. Uh, Fargo, Fargo zone. That's my new Tom podcast. Hoagie. Yeah. Tom Hoagie from Fargo who played a bunch of junior yep. golf in Minnesota was uh, T4. Uh, Peter C was yeah, T4. Danny Willett managed to tie our guy as low Englishman. Uh, him and Cal were T7. I'm trying to think of guys in this list. The postman, there's your postman, T11, won over last day. Yeah. Uh, defending champ, Cameron champ played pretty well for under last day. Hank Lebiota, we everybody knows that he's a favorite of mine because of the sweet ass Visor. tour visor. Big, just a big ass tour visor. I love it. Um, <laughs> some of these guys were terrible. You know what? You know who it's what doesn't get recognized as much? You know, Piercy was five over. Doug Gim was in that same group and shot six over wow. in the final day. So they were, there was, there was a real struggles in that. Uh, real ham group. and ham there. Not a ham yeah. and egg, just a ham and ham. Yeah. Stuart Sink shot too. We watched him hit a terrible wedge shot on that one par five. From up yeah. Up. It's just definite. Like, look like us. Fowler finished T38. Yeah. Three Ricky there. didn't, I think he put a, quite a few in the water. He gets momentum and then put one in the water, gets some momentum, put one in the water. Um, so, well, let's, let's move on. Um, you know, our, our beloved 3M is over. We got to move on to the rocket mortgage in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, I think it's the Detroit golf club, par 72, 7,400 yards. Don Ross, 
design, old, boys? An old Donnie. Mm-hmm. An old Donnie Ross. Don? It's up by More eight miles. hazards? It's up by eight miles in Detroit. Okay. Donnie Ross. Are we queuing up M&M at all? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, I think it's just kind of, I think there's a little bit of water, but basically tree line. If, if you remember Bryson won this tournament, basically taking ridiculous lines over the trees, doesn't care if he's in the, in the rough. Um, you know, you also got a shorter hitter like Nate Lashley. That's won it. Uh, I think Cam Davis won it last year. Who pumps it? Cam Davis pumps it. Yeah. Yep. So I, I, you, you get the bomb and gouge style or you can get the fairway guy. So it'll be interesting to see our picks this week. Um, going off last week, my our Tim gets the automatic win because he's the only guy that picked that actually made the God, cut. What a what a, what a Wyndham terrible Clark baby. Wyndham Clark, yep. Wyndham Clark, who tried who if, if we would have had anybody, Jeff, in contention, Wyndham Clark know. tried to hand it to a plus Horrible. three on the last day to shoot three under. God, yep. Terrible. Yep. Davis Just, Riley missed the cut. So Heath the gallon missed the geez, cut. So Tim gets Heath. a W. Tim's at five, Tim. Mike's five at to, seven. I'm five at five to three. seven to three. Yep. We are going to combine the live tour. We're going to put a little live into our lives. And then um, the finish at the live and the finish at the rock and mortgage this week to combine them. We did say that if they miss the cut, we'll just put them at whatever the, that place is and then add up the place finish from the live and your total, your low, the lowest total will win this week. So we're going to kind of mix it up a little bit here. Okay. Before we go into our picks, I got one gripe about the PGA tour. Cause they got to do better. I went back and watched the 3M like the last. I think I picked it up like when Piercy was on hole 10. Our guy, Cal Taren is on a tear shooting 31 on the back. Wasn't even on the broadcast. Like I didn't even, wasn't even on there. Remember? So they're in the round. We're out there Instagramming with his friends from England about what he's doing out here. Oh, he, he birdied this. So he's got a putter because they couldn't get, nobody could see what's going on because they only showed. You know, I, I get it. Everybody loves a train wreck. You know, they're showing Piercy and Doug Gim just blowing up. And and they got uh, Finau. But, like, they only showed the last, like, two hours was, like, four golfers. It was ridiculous. You didn't see anything else going on out there, which is shitty. Like, they have some better coverage. Like, I don't want to see Doug Gim make bogey after bogey after bogey. He's already out of contention. Holy crap. That, that, coverage. that was kind of poor that's one thing with live the, yeah no i get it that's one thing with live thing live, live has tapped into something there but anyway to the picks well as we were saying i think uh i let's see uh mike you took last we're doing live combo with the rock and mortgage mortgage combo mike you took last so you get to actually go first on both so we'll do let's do the rock and mortgage first it okay. goes Mike, me, Tim, and then we'll do live Mike, me, Tim. I don't know what happened to Sahith because I was about to double these boys up. I was about <laughs> to double them up for the year, and then I don't know what fuck happened to my guy. He laid an egg. But how how do you get two picks from going from going last, and they get two first round picks? Yeah, that's what you we're know, doing. It. Stop oh, winning. Right, welcome, welcome to my world, Timmy. I've been picking last every damn week with all these wins. Yeah, one um, pick. So. Uh, we're going to the Rocket Mortgage, and at the Rocket Mortgage, one thing they've only played this tournament. This will be the fourth year. There hasn't actually been like much for. It's kind of crazy to think that Detroit's an old city. This is like the only professional tournament they've like ever had there, basically outside of some majors held, you know, like at some places. But your three winners are Cameron Davis pumps it eighteen under, okay, in a playoff over 
if you remember last year, my guy, one of my guys, Jocko, had not made a bogey the entire tournament, 72 holes bogey free, and then bogeyed the first hole with a wedge in his hand. Yeah. Getting it, Blew it over the green. Set. Blew it over the green. And also in that playoff, Troy Merritt, Minnesota zone. Uh, 18 under. That was the worst of the scores of the three years. Bryson shot 23 under. Runner up, who also hits it far, Matthew Wolf. Um, and in 2019, first year out there, Nate Lassie shot 25 under to win by six. So this is a low scoring, you know, tournament, which leads me to uh, who do we got? Who does Mike like in the field that is a bomber of the golf ball and has proven to go low? None other than number 19 now in the world, my adopted son, Cameron Young, you know, <laughs> I need, to I need to apologize that in April of 2022, I predicted he would be top 10 in the world, uh, you know, by like 2023. I might be wrong. It, it could be sooner than that. When he wins, when he wins the rocket mortgage, he could vault down to the top 10 because he's that we all saw at the open. And if you weren't a believer that, that, that young Cameron here can play in all kinds of courses, he's done well at Riviera. He did well at in the open. The guy's a stud, and if we know one thing he can do, he can rip the shit out of the golf ball and make a lot of birdies, which he's about to do at the Rocket Mortgage. Cameron Young, my boy, for the right. win, for his first win, for his first win. Yep. Well, I'm I'm also going first win guy. He hasn't won yet. Um, also can hit the golf ball really far for his body. Um, I think he has proven that he can compete. I uh, you know, he, he gets a lot of flack for his putter, but I think it holds up just fine. Is it me? Uh, you know, I think it could be either of us three at this point. <laughs> Jeff was all kind of in his head putting today on the putting this morning. Yeah. I made three birdies. I'm okay with it. Um, Will Zalatoris. I'm not going to get into too much details because at this point, when I do more details, they, they still don't win for me. So I'm just going to keep it s- stupid, simple. Will Zalatoris, ball striking machine, can drive the golf ball and can make putts. I think sometimes he purposely hits off the toe just to kind of slow the ball down a little bit. We're going to go with that. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to indent your face in one spot. Exactly. It takes down the resale value. All right, Tim, what you got? Well, I got to go back to someone that that had a great track record at classic designs. Decently long off the tee, good iron striker, good putter. We're going to a Donald Ross course. Um, he's a friend of a different podcast. To that podcast, we are also available as a hype squad. No lane up. Uh, but I'm going with Max Homa on this one. I just think his, his game could fit well in, uh, in a tree line golf course. We've made this comment before in other tree line courses, and uh, we've been close. We may have been right before. I, I don't even remember. Uh, but I feel like I'm right this time and I certainly need to make up a little bit of points on Mike. So Max Homa who's going to win the U S open next year. You heard it here first at LACC. Yeah. He's an LA guy. He's going to win it. At yeah, that's, LA that's, not, that's not a bad Interesting call. enough. Uh, yeah. Max win was you, you two got your two picks. We're, we're going for the, uh, battling back and forth on that one. Um, I think it was, he won out in, uh, somewhere in was Riviera. It Pennsylvania. He won Riviera. No, Riviera. this year. Max won this year, and Cam Champ was – or Cameron Young, sorry, was was also right in the mix. Yeah, Riviera. Trying to win it. It's out – no, on the East Coast. East Coast. 
That's where Max won this year. East Coast. Travelers? Uh, nope. Earlier. This would have been in May. I thought Max won the Fortinet. What is it called? The Fortinet? Well, he won but... Riviera. He won Riviera, the Genesis. Not this year. Yeah, didn't he win Riviera this year? Can't no, that was, that was last year. Really? Max Wells Fargo. The Wells and Fargo, which was weird this year. He won the Wells Fargo Championship and the Fortinet. Yes. Oh, the okay. Wells Fargo, they moved it to uh, – normally it's Quail Hall, but they didn't play it this year yes. because of the President's Cup. So they moved it to um, uh, Avenel. Was it Avenel? Avenel Farms, so whatever it is. TPC Potomac. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it used to be Avenel. I think they used to yep. call it Avenel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cam Young also no, played that's, really that's well the same that week. Place. TPC is Avenel. Yeah. Cam yeah. uh, Young plays both... well everywhere. What yeah, the fuck? Okay. Cam Young's the man, baby. <laughs> okay. Well, the Max one time he shot like an 84. I just remember Cam Young shooting an 84 at one point. He didn't have it that week. He's got, he's, he's, he's like a, uh, what is it? An elephant who, who forgets quickly. Okay. There you go. He well, forgets about that stuff. Yeah. Let's Joe get, Biden. let's get to live here quick. Um, I don't know anything about anything of live this week. So I'm just, I've, I've got my pick. That's about it. So if you guys want to touch on anything that live is, is doing or. Well, where they're going. Well, Let's talk about sure. some love. Let's talk about some love, of course, architecture. This is a boring one. Boring. Go you ahead. You just Kim. came, you came off of a Foz. I did come off of a Foz. A beautiful Foz, yeah. which yeah. I was not invited to. <laughs> we'll get you out there. We'll I'm get still, you out there eventually. We're not even here to talk about golf. <laughs> we're here to talk. And this is that? for the YouTube viewers. We the now goat, are on the YouTube. The goats at uh, Trump's place. We are we are available on YouTube now. And if you are watching on YouTube, there was just a goat that came through because we're not playing a golf course. We are playing on a farm track. Agricultural agricultural tax breaks for the goats that are at uh, Trump <laughs> Bedminster, apparently, which is the real, actual, legit, real thing. By the way, he pays no taxes because of like six goats. But um, the golf course itself looks. You probably, haven't good. Seen it. you probably haven't seen it much. The 2017 Women's U.S. Open is there, but it looks boring. I'm sure it's nice. It looks – it does nothing for me when you look at pictures on the internet. Like, just It's looks got boring. great, deep, white sand bunkers. It's strategically placed around dog legs. It's everything Tons of, a- tons of water aerators gets a Foz. There's tons of water aerators, <laughs> uh, which Spring Hill doesn't have any, by the way, for the Foz. Um, so it's about as – it's about as boring as some of these logos are i'm looking at for the live here the majestics logo looks like a one of my christmas ornaments on my christmas tree the the wildest one is the stingers who i believe won the first event looks like it's like an s but it looks like your small intestine yeah or something it's 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 very foul slash ridiculous the torque golf GC, whatever the hell their name is for, it looks like a tennis logo. Um, the fireballs is a flaming golf ball with sunglasses on. This is so bad, I can't even. I don't know why. Well, that's, that's the Spanish team, though. The fireballs, anyway. Let Who's me look through. Um, so Trump Bedminster, by the way, plays pretty long, it's like 75 80 or something from the back tee, I think, or whatever. I yeah. like to be said, I don't really, it's like one of those courses where you don't know that much about it. it's fairly new it's, well, it's not a 30 it's a 36 hole property um the old course is not much older uh, and it's tom Foz one and two that came in and did the design but again dog legs classic white sand bunkers 
deep bunkering, um, you know, everything that you would expect from a Foz minus the aerator fountain. I'm going through the list of players here trying to figure out deep, deep field. We got Oliver Becker. We got Itipat Biri Tanurat. We got Lori Cantor. We got okay, the, TK the Shantam Shantananuat. We got, um, we, we got, it's an international Horsfield. field, Mike. You're not supposed <laughs> to be able Yuki to pronounce Inamori. it. We got Matt Jones, who's still alive, apparently. Who? Matt Saddam, Jones. Saddam is in the field. <laughs> Saddam is in the field this week. Look at that. Yeah. Fresh, fresh off a top 15 at the Open Championship. Um, Chase Kepka, the big, the big, the big hitters are out there. The best of the two brothers at this yep. point. Eugenio Lopez Chicara. That's the amateur that got the number two ranked amateur, I believe. Viraj Madapa. Graham McDowell is still playing golf. I thought he'd run. I thought he just wrapped up to be a restaurateur at uh, Lake Nona. Um, Jediah Morgan is in the field. No, maybe, maybe from Utah, maybe not from Utah. I'm not sure. Sounds like an investment. <laughs> um, Andy Ogletree is back. Fresh from the one week or from the one event of motion. He's back in the field. He took his 120 grand shot 84 in England. They booted him out in Portland. All How right. does he get back? They added more players. That makes zero sense. I don't get it. Wait, let's, let's, let's get to picks, Mike. Okay, picks. Let's look here. <laughs> you could have gone down all it's four just dogging. As much as I want to take Turk Pettit just because of the name. <laughs> um, we could have read off the TPC Twin Cities. I'm, uh, not, gonna, the same I'm not gonna take Turk. I don't know shit about the golf course really, other than it looks boring, but it's long, so we're just gonna take Bryson and call it a day. <laughs> that's good. That's... And he played well at the open. He shot like 66, 66 on the on the weekend. Yep, and so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go friendly. I'm gonna ride ride your coattails in my pick same reasons it's long and he just played well at the open i'm going dj i have nothing else to back that up you know to back that up tim you, you gotta, gotta both, hit us long yeah no you both know that there's the old and the new course and the new course is 7600 and the old course is like 7350 so no i'm going to abraham answer it's a shorter course let's get some precision we're gonna we're gonna slice this place apart and then we're gonna drink tequila with the boys all right I did notice that I'm looking through the players here. Big moves, big moves by the live. They got they got the Smith they're looking for from Australia. You might think they wanted Cam Smith. Not this week. They got a Smith with a lot with long hair. <laughs> He's got a ponytail, not a mullet, but it's oh, Travis geez. Smith from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> playing, playing in the live. Just so they can just so they can make it easier next in a few weeks when they can just switch Travis to Cam and switch the picture and get it all done. Interesting. All right. Well, so we're adding those together. We'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah. We look gotta, at that. We got to talk about this real quick. Again, those that are on YouTube with us, whenever we get this posted there. Um, I was in Sioux Falls last Thursday, picked up a nice magazine called Sioux Links. Mike, myself, and Jeff are going to be going out to Landman. Hell um, yeah. I'm Jack. right around Right around their opening. Uh, so very excited for that. A King Collins design. Might know him from Sweeten's Cove, but my biggest gripe is, and I'm holding this up right now, what they have on the uh, the magazine here, along with the description of the course, is the distance to the course from major cities. And they've got Sioux City, makes sense. Yankton, Sioux Falls, makes sense. Great strip Washington, club Yankton, by the way, just saying. Well, it's only appropriate with that name. <laughs> 
Worthington, Spirit Lake, Brookings, Mitchell, Marshall, and Watertown. And not a single city within any kind of actual metropolitans listed. So I want to just give a couple shout outs here. So from, uh, from Minneapolis, we're four hours and 45 minutes away. And you can either go down through Sioux Falls, hit a couple courses there, would recommend Grand Falls at the, uh, the casino, um, or I believe what Prairie Dunes within Sioux Falls, which is a local muni. Uh, or you can come down to Lamar's and, and through Sioux City, which is just a cesspool of awful. Don't do that. Just don't bother. Uh, so from Des Moines to Landman, we are looking at three hours exactly on the dot. Again, how that doesn't make the list of all of these, I don't know. Um, and then finally, I'm going to put in Omaha. And from Omaha to Landman, you have an hour and 40 minutes. So three huge major metropolitan areas, the only ones really with any decent airfare, none of them are listed on this, this magazine. So just left me wondering why uh, they were left out. And I figured after our adventure there on, on the 23rd, uh, we can suggest to make a couple changes, get the marketing turned around and get some people from some metros over. Yeah, for sure. Here's the deal. We're going to land man. It has a D at the end. It's not land man. It has a D at the end, um, which built, I think it was built on somebody's farm, right? Like after, you know, it's between Sioux city and Omaha and King Collins golf. The guy that did Sweetens Cove uh, did it. It looks sick. If you go follow their Instagram or something, it, it looks like super it's out in the prairie, wide open, crazy Hills and dramatic kind of green complexes. It looks awesome. And we're going down there in less than a month. Um, so if yeah, follow them. I think every you know, all these for the twin cities, you know, people go north, they go to Brainerd, they go to the quarry, they go up to and they go to Wisconsin. Um, this is one of those spots that might be a, a hot spot here coming up, as there's a bunch of other good golf courses in Nebraska, also. So we're heading down. I'm jacked, it looks sweet. Yeah, we'll bring it, we'll bring that, bring you the content from that. Before we get going, I just want to give a shout out to Brooke Henderson, um, on the um, latest major for the women. It's now two ma uh, majors for her, which makes her the most um, major winningest Canadian out there. So congrats to Brooke. I'm a big Brooke fan. I always liked, uh, liked watching Brooke play, play golf. So good job, Brooke Henderson. And then Darren Clark, he wins the actual open open and now the senior open. And that's quite a thing to put on the resume. How many people have done that? Four players have won both. Four players have won both. So, and I got a little a little tip for Jeff here. I uh, listened. To, I, I listened to Darren Clark interview, and they talked to him because he had been playing terrible. Like he hadn't been playing well. He played at the Open, missed a cut by a billion. He's old, you know. But he said he talked to his coach Steve Cow, and he gave him one simplified, simplified being the keyword swing thought. He didn't say what it was. He's just like he, oh. yeah, he gave. He's like he gave me a simplified swing thought, and I went with it, and boom. I thought he was gonna say he, hit it off the toe. And that he was just, yeah, the toe, literally <laughs> off the toe. Like Glenn Eagles. <laughs> oh, awesome! Um, All right, well, that wraps up. Anything else before we? Yeah, wrap one up? more uh, okay. for the Minnesota listeners. Ben Greve, State Am title That's right. at uh, at That's Olympic, course. which we played a few weeks ago. Carnage on the final rounds that yes. Wednesday, where we were out caddying, was windy as hell, and guys shot crazy numbers. It was so windy, but he hung on to win by a stroke, I believe. Ben Greve who's won a bunch of great, great player, married to Lindsay Whalen, Gopher's basketball coach, but he's won a crap load of am stuff. So. All right. With that being said, what a week for us. We're all tired. 
time to get some sleep. Um, enjoy the golf this week, and we'll see you next week. Adios. Maybe today's the day I brigade you. Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80. It's the gold Did you hit it on one? Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80.